This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be talking with a brilliant leader in the supply chain area. Supply chain area is probably about as interesting area as there is, both in the whole entire economy and in healthcare right now. We get a chance today to visit with Marisa Farabaugh. Marisa is the Senior Vice President and, and the Director of Supply Chain, or Chief of Supply Chain Officer at Advent Health. Advent Health is a remarkable Florida-based system that's just grown in its importance and significance over the last decade. It's a magnificent system. Marisa, can you take a moment and both introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about Advent Health, then we'll talk about supply chain, about strategy, about competition, some of the things that you're watching. Thank you. Great. Well, thanks for having me today, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Marisa Fairbaugh. I get to serve as the Chief Supply Chain Officer here at Advent Health. Uh, I've been here for about two and a half years, so really an exciting time to be at Advent Health um, in supply chain. Prior to that, I uh, had a variety of different uh, roles in supply chain and worked in manufacturing before, before healthcare. So pleasure to be here. Advent Health, as you mentioned, is um, in a very national presence. We're in nine different states. Uh, we have over 50 hospitals now across all of these different areas. We are about 80,000 different employees and, and growing. So very exciting time, as you mentioned, also to be at Advent Health. Uh, it's totally amazing. I remember I talked not that long ago, and it was a lot smaller number of hospitals than that. It's really amazing to see it to grow to 50 hospitals in nine different states. I know it's remarkable leadership the institution as a whole and Terry Shaw and the entire group. Really remarkable. Thank you. Talk about supply chain. Where are the hiccups in supply chain today? Where are the challenges? What are you seeing? I mean, you hear about it so much in the rest of the world. Is it in pharma? Is it in PPE? Is it in crutches? Where are the big supply chain challenges today and what can leaders do about them? Well, it's a great question. Uh, we are experiencing supply chain challenges really across the entire supply chain itself. It's it's very, I think it's very nationally known, the disruption globally that's happening in supply chain. And it's a real testament to our teams right now who are really working hard behind the scenes to make sure that disruptions that we're seeing in, in the healthcare supply chain specifically really go as much unnoticed as possible. And we've got some major teams going on behind the scenes, really trying to make sure that any disruptions are having a lot of proactive substitution work done so that there isn't disruption, there, there isn't the same disruption. With regards to PPE, um, we're really in a healthy position uh, having our PPE across our system. And I think that's, that's at a national level as well. Um, you know, the, the disruptions really are just around what products are not really able to come across uh, through our global supply chains as fast as we need them. Um, we've, we've moved to strategies that where we can, uh, we're really trying to partner and bolster domestic production. Um, so that way we've got multiple different channels for supply chain resources and, you know, having some of those be very near to us and not having to go through the same um, channels overseas as some of the supply chain is, is coming across right now is, has been helpful. And, and what are the ways, when you look at these different supply chain challenges, 
What can you as chief supply chain officer do about them? Do you have to do less salt sourcing? Do you have to have backup plans? Do you have to keep more inventory? Is it just more electronic discussion back and forth to make sure you're on things? What is what does it require of a chief supply chain officer to help you know do the best you can in this very challenging time? That's a great question. So I think one of the major roles that a chief supply chain officer can play is around uh, communication and making sure that our internal at least on the internal side, there's knowledge about what is happening, you know, at the most executive levels within our organization. Um, and, and so, you know, I spent some time really recently with many of our CFOs across our organization, just talking about what is going on at a global level. What do our contracts look like on our supply chain side? How does that sort of, how does that narrow into what is going on at the healthcare level? Um, and then what are folks experiencing specifically within Advent Health? We have increased our number of product substitutions almost tenfold since where we were about a year ago. That's a lot of different products that are in our organization. And in many cases, really needing to make sure that they've got a clinical eye to them too, in case they need to be used slightly differently than their original, you know, their original product was to be used. Um, so, I think education internally is a big is a big piece. Making sure that we are really linked up with our clinical teams is a huge piece too. And so that's been a real area of focus for us over the last year um, for for the exact reason that I just described there. Then certainly at the tactical level, making sure we've got the right teams in place to identify, understand uh, what, what substitutions need to happen. On the external level, though, I think there's an, another role that we're playing, and that is, you know, helping our suppliers understand the need for transparency. You know, we talk a lot about resiliency in supply chain. Um, certainly, you know, moving away from sole sources in some cases is what's happening. But even, you know, I think we're we're, we're still in a point where. Um, the supplier provider relationship, you know, it, it's transforming. Um, I think COVID really helped transform that. But how do we continue on this journey and really understand from some of our partners, our supplier partners, what are they seeing well before it hits our doors and our and 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 where we have to then fight a fire? So I think that's another role that the chief supply chain officers. Um, are playing and, and frankly, we are doing some of that coming together um, and having conversations at that level and and really trying to see where where we can lean in, how we all want to lean in collectively, um, and certainly independently, that's something that we can do. Thank you. And talk about this. You talked about how going ten deep in certain product lines and so forth, and that is so different than the whole mantra supply chain. If you went back three years ago. We're trying to be relatively narrow in total things that you're carrying for efficiency reasons, for headache reasons, for staffing reasons, for a million different reasons. I mean, mm -hmm. it really has stood some of the traditional concepts. When you get into a shortage world, it really has stood some of the traditional supply chain efficiency concepts on its head, hasn't it? It sure has. We've, um, you know, we've really had to look at 
whether or not certain categories should really be aligned with a sole source or, and in, in some cases, our strategy has been, you know, 75% of a certain category might be with a single supplier and then leaving that remaining 25% perhaps for multiple suppliers and, and where we are finding those suppliers to have um, production in the, uh, domestically, again, in the Americas, North America, um, really trying to lean into, you know, partnerships in that space too. And I think that that model um, for Advent Health has, has worked well because we are aligning with different you know, suppliers, but we do have a primary supplier in many cases. The, from the price point, and I think that's what you were alluding to, you know, there's a price point that has traditionally been at the forefront of why we would go into certain sole source contracts. But I think there's recognition now happening across our entire industry that the supply chain isn't only always about price point and how do you also value risk mitigation around certain disruption in the future. And for us, you know, that price point of 75% still sort of staying firm, but recognizing that there might be some, there might be some change in price on that remaining 25% for that value of having risk mitigation. So that's been something that we've spent a lot of time really thinking about and planning and talking about with our leadership team as well. I mean, it really becomes this, as opposed to just efficiency, lean management, lowest price, it never was just lowest price. There's always this mix of low rational price plus quality, but now those things are a more balanced tool, aren't they, between making sure that somebody could deliver plus getting the best contract. I mean, it's really a balanced tool on both, and it must really lead you towards looking at reliability of vendors not just the pricing, I and mean, that was always a thing, but probably 10 times more today. The real, I mean, it's just like when you're building a house, you get different offers from contractors. You want one that's the right price plus reliable in supply chain. Hitting this right balance must be so important. Well, absolutely. We actually, I mean, table stakes is that the product delivers the clinical value it needs to deliver, right? I mean, at the very base, that is absolutely what we need to be making sure we're going out to contract for is products that are clinically relevant and and do and do what they say they need to do but beyond that uh yes you're right you know how do you how do you make sure you've got resiliency even beyond just the, the supplier that's providing you with that finished good. What are their suppliers look like? Where are their raw materials coming from? And it does become this incredibly intricate network very fast in healthcare because we're a consumer of so many different finished goods. We have so many different supplier partners out there with us and trying to look back within their own chains, as you can imagine, just becomes a massive network very quickly. And then I would add, I would add to, you know, the complexity um, really is also, you know, I think that we are also in a time period where ESG activity is taking forefront in a lot of ways now too. And there's a lot of discussion around how do we have diverse supplier um, partners out there too, or minority supplier partners out there too. We spend a lot of time talking about this as well. And so I think adding to the 
calculation or the, you know, the assessment of our supplier partners out there is how do we also build programs with suppliers who are not necessarily at scale and much more niche um, and still have, you know, create inertia value from that standpoint, too. One last question, and, and Marisa, thank you so much. Just brilliant and helpful. One of the things somebody told me the last couple of days is that some of the supply chain issues are in very traditional items today, like crutches because of shortages of aluminum and some other things. You know, not as much the PP as it was last year, and the pharmaceuticals are all over the place. But let me get your perspective. Are there two or three areas, not necessarily for Advent Health, but Advent Health is probably indicative of the rest of the world, where supply chain issues or supply issues are particularly acute at the moment? Are there a couple areas you think of and think, oh, my goodness, everybody in healthcare is having trouble in these two or three areas? Can you shine a little, a little light on that? Well, I, you know, I, I know that we've all seen in literature, you know, the blue top tubes. Uh, that's been a big one in the past, the lab, you know, lab draw tubes. Uh, that, that's been one that has had a lot of focus. And I think right now suction canisters are another big item, you know, with the resin, the shortage on resin. So, as you know, those are two ones that come to mind right now. But the reality is, Scott, that this is a constantly moving target. You know, what is today will not be tomorrow. That's the one thing that we know. Um, and and again, it goes back to how do we how do we see what's coming before it's at our doorstep? I mean, it really is like the old game at the carnival of whack-a-mole. Whatever is the problem today might not be tomorrow. But something else is going to pop up as a problem. So you got to be really looking at supply chain across the board, making sure you've got some redundancy, some resiliency in it, and so forth. You said it perfectly. Marisa, th- nobody ever says that to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. What, what, what a, a pleasure. pleasure to what a pleasure to visit with you and, and so informative. Trying to get to the bottom as an as a person who's not a supply chain person and understanding. What is going on? And you hear so much of it. It's just really helpful to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast today. My pleasure. Thank you.